And we are brought to you today by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And now the improved Built Bar is even delicious-er. Built Bar comes in six brand new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. That new flavor, cherry barcia, by the way, 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. See, Built Bars are great if you're a health-conscious guy or gal on the go. I like to keep them with me here at my desk when I'm doing the show or in my drawer at work just so I can have a protein packed snack that's also delicious right there at the ready anytime I want and don't forget they also have their 12 original flavors that you know and love so much like coconut almond raspberry German chocolate peanut butter banana bread mint brownie salted caramel double chocolate orange toffee almond coconut and peanut butter brownie and as always built bars are covered in 100% chocolate they are soft and easy to chew they're not tough like a lot of those other protein bars on the market that you may have had in the past built bars are awesome and now for our locked on white Sox listeners they're offering a free cooler with purchase while supplies last so just go to builtbar.com and use our promo code locked on and you'll get ten dollars off of your next order once again that's promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever white Sox, white Sox, go 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 dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. After a great night of beating the Twins, the White Sox win 6-2. to two. Jim told me to just lie to you because tonight it's just me. You're stuck with me. It's Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at EctorWall23. Tanny is out tonight. Um, we're just having a night where I pay him back for the Lockdown Luis. He did solo a couple weeks ago. And now you're stuck with me yelling at you for the next 15 to 20 minutes. Like old days. But the White Sox win... 6-2 over the Minnesota Twins and take a commanding three-game lead over them in the AL Central. Their magic number is essentially two. They can clinch a playoff spot tomorrow with a victory over the Minnesota Twins and also uh, something else happening. Actually, I think just think that's it. Just a win tomorrow. They get the victory versus the Twins with Lucas Giolito going on the bump tomorrow and their playoff round. One thing I'll get to a little later is you, do you celebrate for getting in the playoffs or you wait until you win the whole division? But I'll get to that later. But tonight, the story of the night, you might think it's Tim Anderson. And he had an excellent night again, another three-hit night for the young man. But it's got to be our rookie sensation pitcher, Dane Dunning. And I'll get to his line right after this. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And also, this show is sponsored by Built Bar. 
It's a premium protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Our guy Pete Hand just got a couple cases of Built Bar cookies and cream and he was on tonight the uh, Sox math. He won last night and he had a great video tonight, by the way. So yeah, go out and get you some Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. But Dane Dunning tonight, just sparkling. Uh, what a great performance. Tanny and I talked last night and... What we were looking for was six innings, three earned runs or less, and just give the bullpen a rest tonight and come out and see what this test of Minnesota brings to you. He not only passed the test, he got A+. plus. He exceeded expectations tonight because Dane Dunney went out there and did the damn thing. Seven innings pitch, three hits, two runs, one of them was earned, two walks, and seven strikeouts to lower his ERA to 2.33 on the night. And a good point brought up by Peter Nicholas. I think it's Nicholas or Nickius. I don't know how to pronounce your name, Peter. Um, Great reporter, though. Um, That he said that I liked when Ricky put him back out there for the seventh. It could have been just enough for him to get to the sixth and turn it over to the bullpen. But no, Ricky's like, these guys have been handled for the most part, except for Byron Buxton by Dane Dunning tonight. So I'm going to go out there and let him shut them down for a little bit more. And he did exactly that. Got through that seventh inning, his most pitches he's ever pitched in a major league game. And it's very encouraging to see. No, No scared bone in his body at all. He saw that Minnesota Twins lineup and attacked it. He killed those guys tonight. Just a great outing by him. He got a hit by by Cruz early in the game, and then the two hits by Buxton, the inside-the-park home run, and then another uh, hit later in the game. And that was it for Dane Dunney. He was sparkling otherwise. Two walks with seven strikeouts. Just as we have been saying to you, this would have been the proving ground for him to catapult over Dylan Cease as that number three starter when you go into the playoffs. He's proven that he is a better pitcher right now than what Dylan Cease is. I don't know if you agree with that, but I've been seeing this for a while now. He just knows how to pitch. He doesn't have the stuff necessarily and the high velocity that Dylan Cease does, but he has the guile. He understands tunneling. He understands pairing pitches together so it looks a little bit more cunning and like, oh, is that a fastball coming out of his hand? No, no, it's a slider. I'm swinging at it. It's in the left-hander batter's box. He was just doing it all tonight, and I saw a stat by Chris Kamka put up that he is second place in White Sox history in pitchers in their first five games as far as strikeouts. Jason Bray leads the way with 31, and I think Dane Dunning with his seven tonight got to 28, just over what Dylan Cease did in his first five games. So, yeah, Dane Dunning, I've been a fan of his ever since they picked him up off of uh, Washington in that Adam Eaton trade, just because just looking at his minor league stats, I was like, man, this guy's just consistently just good. And when he got the Tommy John injury or the surgery last year, I was very down. I was like, oh, this is going to put the kid back because I think he was you know, surging and about to get to the majors last year if he didn't get this injury. 
and very glad, glad that he got the start this year, and he's proving that he is a top quality pitcher in his rookie year. He's not being touched very hard by any of these teams. I mean, even the home run course, it was hit far and hard by Byron Buxton, but that was pretty much all the hard contact I saw. I mean, the, the hit by Cruz to right field, that which should have been a double, but it was a great play by Adam Eagle to cut it off. Maybe was hit a little harder uh, than uh, normal balls, but I didn't see a lot of balls that were just contact and struck well. I haven't seen a lot in Dane Dunney's whole career. He's a, a master of soft contact and a master of striking people out. I mean, 102 pitches I think he had for the day, seven innings. Let's see. Yeah, Dane Dunning, 102 pitches with 62 of those being strikes. Very good game. Very good game. Was not scared at the moment. Knew exactly what this game was about. It's a playoff game for the White Sox for the most part. Timmy said it before yesterday's game. He's going to be treating these games here on out as playoff games. We need them. We need to have that intensity. We need to ratchet it up now. So when it gets to the playoff time, there's no turning it on, especially for a team that's never been there. Turning it on might be a hard thing to do. So they're playing exactly uh, like it's a playoff. That last game last night, 3-1, to one, felt playoff atmosphere, even though there was no fans in the stands. You were at the edge of your seat. I was at the edge of my seat. The White Sox did not play very well, but they got the victory. You're giving up all those base runners and stranding most of them. Some might say that is a skill, but I think that uh, they got they got away because that was that's what good teams do. Good teams even turn their poor or subpar performances into victories. They can win the games that they're supposed to lose, and when they're when they're supposed to win, they win by more. Like tonight, I just saw Dobnek's numbers and his, you know high threes ERA. And I was like, okay, he's going to give the White Sox a challenge. And uh, they might get a couple hits on him. But he's not that guy who's just be giving up the booty all day long. And they got to him. Four earned runs and his four and a third innings. And getting him out of the game early, another win for them. Last night they got Barrios out of the game after the fifth inning. And got into that bullpen. That's what you need to do. And Timmy showed uh, Tyler Clippert, old friend Tyler Clippert, exactly why he is going to be the MVP this year. I know we got... Jose Abreu fans and Jose deserves consideration too but as Steve Stone says as others have said Timmy's the the straw he stirs the drink the reason why Jose gets these opportunities to score runs and to drive in runs it's not all Timmy but most of it is Timmy because Timmy's getting on base a lot he is crushing it this year he is Having a year that I don't think anybody could have predicted that Tim would have this year. We famously said that regression will be 285 this year. And he'll still be solid and we'll still love Timmy. But he can't just be babbipping to death. And he can't be out here getting most of your on base by just hitting. <laughs> Timmy said, want to bet? I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do it much better I did it last year. Tim is murdering the ball. Right now, Tim Anderson is hitting 377. Three damn 77. After hitting 335 last year, which raised his 
batting average from the year before by 95 points. 377, he's OPS in 1.019. Amazing. He by far the best on the team. I mean, Jose is kind of close, but nobody else is in the 1,000 OPS range. And uh, the playing of shortstop this year has been solid. His, his errors have gone down. His footwork's a little cleaned up. And the guy at first has saved him from a couple errors. And Jose's defense has improved immensely himself. So I got to give kudos to him for that. But Timmy plays a harder position. Timmy has done. Um, you see what the team has done when Timmy's in the lineup. He is the instant spark of this team. When he was out, this team looked lifeless. That sparked the Dallas Keuchel professional at bats speech to his team. Telling them they're better than Detroit and they're better than when they what they're playing. The next day, it's no coincidence that Timmy came back from the IL and the team started doing things. Like, you can give it to Dallas Keuchel for the inspiring speech. I like to give a little bit more credit to the guy who sparks it, who gets everybody right. The, the attitude, the swagger, the actual great talent, the improvement from where he was. He's... Like, if there is a most improved player in the league, even though he hit 335 last year, I would vote for Tim. This man is not only a hitting machine. He's developed some power. His defense has gotten much better. We're talking about a guy that from two years ago to now, like, he was a good, solid player two years ago, 2018. Solid. But now... He's an MVP candidate, and we're not joking about that. He might be the best player in the American League this year. He might be the best player in the American League. Can you believe that? We have a shortstop. We have one of those guys. We have the Alex Rodriguez's. We have a Derek Jeter on our team. Like, where he's the envy of the league, where he's going to be on people's minds. When they think about the White Sox and they look in the the uh, scouting report, Timmy's going to be at the top of that list. With all the rest of the talent we have here, Abreu, Moncada, Robert, Eloy Jimenez, who's having a great year himself. He stands out. James McCann, man, he is going to rob the bank, guys. You think the White Sox are going to sign James McCann after this as a backup catcher? He ain't going to be accepting any backup catcher money. He'll be expecting starter money, either at first base, DH, or catcher. That man will get paid, broke off. So, like I'm saying to you, White Sox fans, I don't want to be here in December, me and Tanny talking, and you're like, man, I'm sad that James McCann signed with the Rangers. Why did he go there? I'm like, yeah, because he got broke off. For a multiple-year deal, it's his first real money in the major leagues. I would do the same. And if I was the White Sox, unless you can give James McCann 130 starts somewhere, why would you re-sign him? Because otherwise, he can't be playing 70 games next year and making 12, 13 million. If you just want to do that, fine. If that's your money, you could you could waste it. But that man has earned himself a three, four year contract, 10, 12, 13 million, whatever a team's willing to give him per. He's earned that. He's having an outstanding year with the bat. Today, a little shaky with the glove. Is catching for the first time this year. Not great. He was uh, maybe the uncomfortability and the 
uh, he's not familiar yet with the catching or the pitching abilities of Dane Dunning. So maybe he was crossed up on a couple of those, but he didn't look as good and crisp as he has looked this year. He's good, good job framing, but he missed a couple of those balls. And Dane throws some some balls that got some spin on it and got some some movement on. It. So it might be a little bit unfamiliar with Dane's uh, actual pitch style. So I'll give him a break because he's been spectacular all the rest of the year with that bat. But we got a squad. Like I said it on Twitter, Minnesota's punked us many times, especially at the beginning of the year. Got a chest puffed out, and then they put the 10 to 5 beating on us and take that series two games out of three. And, you know, pretty much big brother, little brother type of thing. Then we had the chest puffed out, puffed out again and went up to Minnesota, won that first game. We're like, yeah, now what? Now what, Minnesota? We're in that ass. Let's go. And then Minnesota took the last two, and they're like, hey, that's enough. Get your ass back down there. We ain't Kansas City. We ain't Detroit. We're going to be whooping that ass for years to come. And before the series, we predicted only two wins because of this, this situation that's been going on all year long. Some teams just have your number. But now the White Sox have figured out that Minnesota puts their pants on one leg at a time, as Tim says, just like the White Sox do. And so it's time to go up and understand that they're not immortal. They can be beaten. And after winning, after playing a poor game yesterday and still getting the W, they're like, okay, we're a superior team to this guys. We got better hitters. We got better pitchers. We should whoop them. And that's what they did tonight. The score might not have reflected it 6-2, to two, but those two Minnesota runs, I think, pretty much were flukish. Um, it was a hard-hit ball by Buxton for the inside-the-park home run. And Luis, I don't think, has comfortability with being close to the wall and catching balls. As you see, that's the only play really in the outfield that he hasn't mastered as yet. He gets a little nervous and doesn't do as much or as you expect him to do when he gets to that wall. He hasn't perfected that yet, but I certainly believe he will do that by the end of his career. But that was a inside the park home run, which he got robbed of last night after the ball stuck under the fence and he threw his hands up and they had to go back to second. And then uh, tonight he hit that rocket home run. It was, uh, he's fast as hell Four, 14 seconds around the bases Zzz, speed, but nothing. They they really did nothing. The three hits against Dane Dunning, they were shut down. And the White Sox did what they needed to do for Stobnak to grab the dub. So I think this is the point where little brother steps up to the big brother. And as my guy Terrence Tomlin said, this is that first time you steal off the bully and you realize that bully ain't as tough as he presents himself as, as you thought he was, which you had built up in your mind. And then you're on the floor with Scotty Fargus and you're just throwing haymakers. You're beating his ass. You're swearing up and down until your mama comes and takes you off that man. And that's what the White Sox are doing right now. Beating the sh- out of Scotty Fargus. Sorry, kids. If you're out there listening. Stop listening. It's too late. Um, but, yeah, White Sox win 6-2 to over the Minnesota Twins. And I'm just recording this on my iPhone. I don't have Tanny, who is the audio master. And when I used to do it solo, I used to mostly do it at the Score Studio. So we had the Adobe Edition. We had everything there for uh, recording, and I can go right into the system. But right now I'm doing it on my iPhone. Hopefully it sounds good. I'm going to listen to it a little bit and then 
spruce it up and hopefully get it out to you tonight. We'll see. I don't want to just send out an inferior product if it's just bad. And I need the Tan Man to hook it up because he's the best sound guy in the world. So uh, tell me if it sounds good. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at LockedOnSocks. I, Herb Lawrence, and EctorWall23. Chris Tannehill, who is usually here and running everything and making it tip-top, is at Chris Tannehill. Let's preview the next game. The next game is tomorrow night, if you're listening to this on Tuesday night, or if you're listening on Wednesday morning, tonight, it is Lucas Giolito going to the bump, 4-2 and two, with a 3-4-3 ERA versus Jake Odorizzi. Hasn't pitched that much this year, dealing with some injuries. Resigned with the Minnesota Twins with a qualifying offer, and he's going to be looking to be free this offseason, but this year 1-0 with an 8-10 ERA for the Minnesota Twins. The White Sox looking to take the third game of the series, four-game set, and then I'm just worried about that Thursday game. If I get my man Dallas Keuchel back for that Thursday game, wrap it up. We might sweep this shit. But if it's got to be a guy that is in a bullpen game or a guy that's a lesser pitcher like Raylo, it's going to be tough. Even though he pitched last game like a champion, I still would like a, a nice Dallas Keuchel Thursday night, put the dagger in their heart. Four-game sweep of the Minnesota Twins. Man, that'll be so great. But before we get to there, we got to think about the game versus Jake Odorizzi. Right-handed pitcher, so you're going to get your man Nomar Mazzara back in the game, of course. Even though Adam Engel had a great game tonight, I think he went two for four. He beat out a couple infield singles. Yeah, Adam Engel's just so solid out there. Doing some great things in the outfield, as I told you, with the Nelson Cruz hit that should have been a double. He took a great angle, cut it off, and made sure Nelson Cruz was held to a single. Two for four. He should be playing every day. Nelson, I mean, um, Nomar Mazzara has not proven that he's an everyday guy. He hasn't even hit the righties he's going against. And that's what he's supposed to be there. He hasn't hit a home run yet. Adam Engel, a guy who's not known for his power, has hit three already. Adam Engel deserves to be playing every day. He makes our team much better. And I can't believe I was saying this. Like Shane Reardon, our uh, boss, I'll put those in quotes, at the score. Uh, it's Shane and then it's Mitch. Uh, he's a big-time Adam Engel fan. I think he was doing that stuff just to piss me off because I knew how bad Adam Engel was. He couldn't hit. He was a good center fielder. But he was a guy who was playing way too much for the talent he had. And that's what the White Sox had a lot of those guys while they're rebuilding and telling me, oh, this guy's great. And he wasn't. But now he's reduced to the fourth outfielder role, the pinch runner role, the defensive replacement role. The perfect place for him. He can be one of those guys when you have in the 25-year anniversary of a World Series team, he gets a huge pop because they remember, man, Adam Eagle did this, that, and the other in that playoff game to make us uh, world champions in that year. That's going to be the Adam Eagle role. And until they get a more uh, polished right fielder out there, a guy who's going to drive the ball over the field, I mean all over the field and over the fence, Adam Engel's fine, especially for this team who has a lot more hitters on the team that can cover up for his uh, 
lesser hitting skills, even though he's done well this year. He's hitting to a tune of 306 and a 786 OPS. It's much better than I would have expected him to do in those career uh, those games when I was in 2018, and I was like, ugh, just Adam Engel, enough of this. But now he's turned into a serviceable MLB player, and I want to see him more. It's just that maturation. He went back down last year uh, and spent some time with current hitting coach Frank Minichino, and he retooled the swing. And they've worked hard to maintain that stroke that he has and probably worked on some mental things to get himself out of his own head. He's solid. I like what he's bringing to the table. So I say if Ricky puts Noir Mazzara back in that goddamn lineup tomorrow, Wednesday night. I'm going to be bitching before the game. You know it. I'm going to be bitching right when that lineup comes out and probably until the game time. Because Adam Engel deserves to be starting right now over Mazzara. And I know most of you guys agree with me. Mazzara is not the guy yet. He might be eventually. Because he's only 25. I heard he's only 25. So being only 25, eventually he'll be 26. And maybe when he's 26, he'll hit a home run for the White Sox. But for now, it's Adam Engel time. I've taken up way too much of your time. Let's see how long this some bitches are for. It's 23 minutes into this thing, according to my iPhone. So I'm going to say goodbye. I have nothing else to say, pretty much, except for the White Sox are great. It's great to have them be great because we've been through that desert for years. Yesterday clinched the first winning season since 2012, and we don't like to remember that year because... It was tough, you know. We didn't go to the playoffs. Had the lead, three-game lead into September, and some bitches lost it. But still, we're over 500 then. And today we just got our 32nd win, so we're definitely over 500. And it makes us over four betters. I bet 31 and a half under 31 and a half. It makes me wrong as hell. And I'm, I couldn't be happier that I'm wrong. These some bitches might win 40 games. They're eight games away from winning 40 games. They have, I think, 12 games left. You don't think they can win eight of their next 12? You haven't been watching them. These some bitches are really good. They're six wins in a row. Not just versus the Royals. Not just versus the Tigers. Not just versus the Pirates. They're beating the Twins now. And tomorrow, or Wednesday night, they'll be going for... Three out of four versus the Twins. Three, the first three games in the series with Lucas Giolito going to bump. I'm, I'm beside myself for how good this team is right now. It's unbelievable. I can't believe that they're here now. That they, they're good now. Now, like a year before time. And just as a side, and of course, when Tanny's not here, the run differential the White Sox have now, which is the highest in the American League by 23 runs, is 83. 83. So that'll be it. This is Locked On Sox. I am Herb. Solo tonight. Thank you for listening. And this is like old school where I was just rambling for 30 minutes and you were listening still. I appreciate that. And this show has been made much better, like tenfold better by Tanny's presence. So I just wanted to give you a taste of what it used to be like. And you listen to this, and then you listen to our episode probably tomorrow, Wednesday, after Lucas Giolito shoves up the Twins' ass. And then you're like, man, that's much better. Goddamn. 
Herb sucks by himself. I like that herb tanny combination. That's the perfect mixture. It's like having a Sunday without the cherry on top. Like I'm delicious by myself the Sunday. But Tanny is everything else. He's the the sprinkles, the whipped cream, the nuts, and then you gotta have the cherry on top. If you don't have the cherry on top, is it really a Sunday? Or can you just throw that shit away? I think you can. So, for the absent Chris Tannehill, I am Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to another great episode of Locked on Socks.